Amanda Tierra from Indianapolis, Indiana, and you're listening to Johnny Z Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Check it out. Yeah, yeah, bros. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ A4. Well, this is the Dynasty Bro Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 69. Let's go. Yeah. I'm dancing like NBA Young Boy. <laughs> My guy needs some glasses, man. The number's up there. Bro, hey, that's a six. And the number's on there now. Hey, what's good, Brodies and Bates? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 59. And as you can tell by the messed up number, DJ yeah. Avo back, Andy Lalo on camera, and we're getting to it. Hey, this is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. I am Dynasty Bro Dot here with my co bro. Dynasty Bro Vic, what's up, everybody? We back, man. Ballhead gang. Ballhead gang. Crucial catch month. I'm rocking the pink slash peach. It's it's I was about to try to use pink and peach, but they both start with P, and I just got lost. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we here. We back. Welcome. Hope you are having success in your week five matches, and I hope you are currently watching this Tennessee-Buffalo game as we are. Fuck it. Yeah. It's in the background. This is the first ever Tuesday night football. Come on. Why man. wouldn't we be involved? So <laughs> that's how we doing it. Hey, so look, we got a fire episode this week. We came here to talk. I guess the landscape of rookies right now, man. Um, the main ones, you know, the top guys, you know, the top three quarterbacks, top four or five running backs, a ton of receivers that went in the first round, top of the second, and we have to touch on everybody, man, and just kind of see like who 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 we would take first if we did a redraft, basically, and uh, just talk that out. So um, we got that. We got the what's the word. We got some injuries. We got some B-team players of the week. We got some flags on the plays. And shout out to Derrick Henry running everybody over. So, Bruh, can we just start off by talking about that stiff arm? Hey, bruh. Derrick Henry. Bruh. Go ahead, Avo. You want to preach? Bruh, all I can say is, bruh, if he's running towards you, I would avoid the Move. arms. Yeah, just bro. Go for his knees, bro. <laughs> Something. Bro, Derrick Henry stiff arm Josh Norman three yards, bro. <laughs> And then the next play, Josh Norman, they ganged up and tackled him. He tried to talk stuff to Derrick Henry. He trashed. That shit looked trash. Meaning, like, you just got stiff on and you popping up playing tough guy. You yeah. mad. You, hey. you big mad now. At his stiff arm on Madden is a 98. Is it time to make it a 99? Probably after that uh, one, probably. A 102. 102. I can see that. 106.7. Yeah, he got man. it, man. That smooth jet. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nah. Look, look, let's get to it, man. Um, like I said, we got everything today, but you know, the one consistent thing we always got is the hood TMZ with my brother, Dynasty Bro Vic. So we about to get straight to it. Bless the people, brother. Let's do it, man. So uh, let's get into the what's the word. It's the NFL news segment part of the show. All right, man. Let's start with uh, Sports Center. Shout out to Jerry Rice. He turns 58 today. It's his birthday. They called him the walking cheat code. He's the GOAT, in my opinion, to best ever play the wide receiver position. Jerry Rice, man. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, brother. And that's my frat, man. Shout out to my frat. Five Beta Seven Fraternity Incorporated. So, yeah, bro. That's, that's why you got the little shirt show, showing the tag. <laughs> I got to get some bigger shirts, man. <laughs> I've been in the gym, bro. My guy back in the gym. He, say, he said he out here on Call of Duty. And I'm and I'm not skipping cardio on abs no more. That's what's up, bro. Yeah, bro. Good to hear, man. Good to hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's keep it pushing, man. Shout out to NFL Update. So, on Twitter, at my sports update. Falcons owner Arthur Blank tells local reporters that Thomas Thomas Dimitrov, he's the former GM, and Dan Quinn, former head coach, they basically got fired, and he said they signed up for this year to be playoffs or bust. Quote, Arthur Blank, Falcons owner. It's pretty clear when you go on five, that's not going to happen. So he's not wasting any time. He fired them. Hey, do you think the Texans started a ripple effect by firing Bill O'Brien, who was the GM and head coach, you know, Carrying two hats, wearing two rows. Now we're seeing the Falcons fire some people. My thing is, I thought both of those guys should have been gone last year. I guess somebody was just waiting on the other team to have enough balls to do it. So shout out to Houston for doing what's right. And shout out to Atlanta, man, for a team that's been very talented for years to just do nothing. You're wasting a lot of people prime years, man. So nah, man. Bill O'Brien deserved to be he deserved to be fired. Like legit. Yeah. As soon as he made the trade, he should have got fired then. He's wasting Deshaun Watson's prime years, bro. That's what he did all them years. He is. And there's only one guy that should be wearing two hats. That should be GM and head coach. That's Bill Belichick. So um, I put this out there a while back on Twitter. Like My thing is, until you master the first role, you don't need to be wearing two Talk jobs. About it. You know what Talk I mean? Talk about like, it. 
master the first row, then branch out into other stuff. So, true that. Before, yeah, go ahead, bro. I was gonna say before you move on, I don't want to leave the Atlanta thing. I got a question. Do you think they should trade Matt Ryan and just a be one of those teams going for Trevor? Justin Fields about to start playing. You know, um, Trey Lance is out there. Uh, what do you think, man? That if they have the opportunity to just not win any games, why not go all the way out? Julio's not playing right now. There's some teams, bro. And if they do trade them, what do you think about a Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan flip, bro? Man, I do think the Falcons should consider trading Julio and Matt Ryan. They might as well go young, get young. Like you said, they can get a Trevor Lawrence or even a um, Justin Fields. Um, you know, look, look at these teams, man. Like the, the QB position, you got to be athletic at that position. Like the old stand in the pocket, you know, pocket passer. That's a dying breed, kind of like the big man, kind of like the Al Jeffersons in basketball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, bro. The, the game is changing. So, yeah, um, they should. And if they were smart, you know, don't pull a Cincinnati Bengal and hold on to A.J. Green. Now's the time to flip Julio while the name's still hot. If, if they wait one more year, it's going to be too late, man. So, All right. You got to answer the second half to that question, bro. Nah. I, I, don't, I don't want Matt Ryan. I don't want Phillip Rivers. I don't want Jacob Eason. I would love to get Aaron Rodgers if that happens. That could happen. I think that could happen. Yeah, we could sign him. I don't. I don't. I don't see Aaron Rodgers staying or retiring as a Packer. I'm gonna put shit, it like that. The way he look right now, I don't think that whole that Jordan Love shit dead, bro. That <laughs> don't, shit dead, I don't bro. Know about dead. bro. Don't don't let the fake smiles with Matt Lafleur and Aaron Rodgers. You could you could tell this. It ain't. It ain't. It ain't what it seems. Well, ain't he signed basically three more years, though? I'm pretty sure that's locked in, bro. I still don't see Aaron Rodgers retiring as a Packer. That's all I'm going to say. So he's not going to be retiring in three years after that contract. He's going to pull a Tom Brady, take his talent somewhere else. So Uh, I don't think we want no 38-year-old Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) No, we don't. But I'll take him over Phillip, though, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's keep it pushing, man. So that's that part. And then shout out to Bleacher Report Gridiron. So, of course... A couple weeks ago, Jalen Ramsey got into a fight with Golden Tate. I know we talked about the story last year when, you know. Yeah, he said he's going to have to see me, bro. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jalen Ramsey got fined, bro, for that fight. So, of course, the Rams just played the Giants a couple weeks ago, and there was a fight on the field, and only Jalen Ramsey got fined. He got fined 15K. Golden Tate didn't get a fine. So, does that mean Golden Tate got his ass whooped? That's why he didn't get fined? <laughs> I mean, that was the report was that he the one got swung on. They said Jalen threw a punch. That means it connected. That's a $15,000 punch. That's an expensive-ass punch, bro. Hey, Jalen been, like, he been laying the hit stick out there. He been, he's been balling now that yeah. he's back motivated. Remember I told you he was a top corner? He yeah. just needed his motivation, bro. He is, bro. He's back. He's back. Yeah, so shout out to Jalen. All right. He went to go see that nigga in the locker room. He did. He waited, too, outside his locker I ain't going to lie. I respect that. Respect what? I, bro, I'm going I'm to see you. Then I, then I go see you. Got to got to respect it on some man ish. Melo said he was gonna go see Garnett. He went to see him too. Someone said go to Minnesota. I don't know who. Probably Matt Ryan. Or, Damn. Or Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. We were talking Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers. I'm sure they don't want Phil. So <laughs> shout out to Wildman Dub. He's talking about Rodgers. Okay. Yeah, Rodgers. Rodgers ain't going nowhere in the next three years. So I don't think y'all gonna want Rodgers in four years, bro. Yeah, I don't see Rodgers staying in that division. But you never know, man. You never know. So, all right, man, let's keep it pushing with the news. A couple more things, and we in and out. Shout out to Shefty. So, of course, Michael Thomas, he was set to return and play last night on Monday night right. against the Chargers. But he got into a practice fight over the weekend with one of his teammates. So, basically, the team made the decision to discipline him and just suspend him for that one game. Hey, if you a fan of the show, this is where the boosie drop would go if I had it today. Come on, man. <laughs> like, man, bro. Hey. That's wild, man. That, that, <laughs> look, man, I don't know. That definitely messed me, messed me up with some lineups. Of course, we got the Tuesday yeah. night game going on, and, you know, we have some games shuffle around, and a lot of injuries going on, man. That definitely hurt. I hate to hear a player missing just because of their own egos, so. I got Khalif Raymond playing instead of Michael Thomas, bro. Yeah, man. It's rough. It's rough out here. All right, man. One more thing with the news. Bleacher Report. I just want to shout out Justin Herbert. He just made history. First rookie to throw four touchdowns on Monday Night Football. So if you guys saw that last night, man, it was a back and forth game, man. I actually thought Justin was going to pull it off. Um, But 
Apparently they missed the field goal. He should have, bro. Yeah, they missed the 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 kick that actually would have won it in uh regulation, regulation bro. Yeah. After that bomb ass game, bro, the kicker basically made them lose the game. Yeah, man. So uh, shout out to Herbert, man. So hey, we're gonna talk more of Herbert later on in the show. But uh he's doing his thing, so all right, man. That's it for what's the word. Let's get to these injuries, man. You got some injuries? Nah, let's go to the flag. Let's go to B teams first, bro. Okay. All right. So, hey, shout out to the Brodies of the Week. So, this is our B team player of the week segment. Yeah. Pretty much, this is where we get into up and coming stars, man. So, uh, let me get rid of this injury banner. <laughs> but, uh, Brodies of the Week, these are the guys who've, you know, flying under the radar. But, of course, one of my guys, you've heard the name before. Um, so, yeah, we're going to actually play some clips. Hey, so we shout got out. Clips? Yeah, we, we got clipping? clips. We got clips, man. So, Let's check it out, man. So the first guy we're gonna go to, we're gonna go down to Jacksonville. Go ahead, talk your guy up, BJ Avo. Hey man, I don't remember your name because I I can't see it, but I know his last name is Johnson. Colin. So let's go. Colin. First touchdown, Colin Johnson. Let's get it. Let's get it. Y'all wasn't ready. Let me tell y'all how I figured this out. Right, I was taking a second. I was on my sleeper app. I was scrolling. Then boom, he caught that. I saw it. Well, I didn't see it. I saw the points come through. I didn't have a man. Never mind that. But then I hit Vic and I was like, bro, this my guy. This him. This my guy. BC player this week. Colin Johnson, let's go. Wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And that was fourth down, man. So shout out to him. That's his first touchdown. All right. I got another guy for you guys. We're going to go to Pittsburgh. Wide receiver Chase Claypool. Chase. So, of course, he had four touchdowns, but we're only going to show one of them. He had three in the air, one on the ground. Stunting. But this play right here, man, this one definitely stuck out, you know, for me. Third and six. Big play, 30-yarder. That boy tackled. a dog. He that is, man. Good, he's looking like the number good. one. Is Chase Claypool the number one right now? Nah, he's not the number one. Is he the <laughs> number two? Until he's getting the number one cornerback coverage, nah. And when Deontay's healthy, he 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 doesn't. He got a role, but when Deontay's there, he's still the number three. Yeah, man. So, uh, Okay. I'm just asking. Just asking. Take, I, was just, I was just answering. Cam. Checking the temperature. Okay, All right. Okay, Cam. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, that's our uh, week five. Uh, Brody's of the week. So, shout out to wide receiver Colin Johnson, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver um, out of Texas, and then also wide receiver Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame. Pittsburgh Show is wide receiver. So, that's fire. All right. Now we can get back to the injuries. I just didn't want to mess up Dalvin Cook's injury because gotcha. I didn't know what it is off the top of the head. But, uh, all right. We do got a couple big name injuries. Um, man, let's just start at the top, man. Dak Prescott, man, um, dislocated and uh, he dislocated and fractured his ankle, man. And if you've seen it, I'm sorry you had to see it. If you haven't seen it, don't go search it, man. Don't don't hurt your own eyes doing that, man. It was gruesome. Um, hey, we we wish him a speedy recovery, man. And we think it's fucked up. Running touchdown, man. While I'm talking about injuries, yeah. man, Tannehill just scored a I nice rushing touchdown. Hill. My bad, man. Uh, Scott Fishbowl League. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Dak is probably gone for the. Well, he is gone for the rest of the year, man. And I just hope he gets well soon, man. And I uh, hope Jerry do the right thing, bro. The shit that they, they should have done going into the season. So pay that man everything he deserved. Um, Let's pause. Let's pause right there. So. Of course, he's uh, already had his surgery. I mean, that was the same day. Um, so, mm-hmm. luckily, they're starting the recovery process now. Um, the nature of that injury, if you guys, you know, saw the ga- the I said Gaten, the Gordon Hayward injury. Um, so, NBA, Boston Celtics, his ankle, like that ankle injury he had, it's basically the same type of injury. Um, gruesome, gruesome. Uh, so, yeah, but let's talk about, do you think Jerry Jones is going to, pay Dak, or do you think he's going to come back with a franchise tag? Are they going to trade him? What do you think, Doc? I have no clue at this point, bro, to be honest, man. I'm I'm worried, bro. Jerry's weird, bro. Weirdo, man. I, I literally can't answer. I don't know. I, I hope he does the right thing by Dak, bro. Got who done played, started every game since they drafted him and just been doing nothing but balling. Started this season on a historic pace, bro. Do right by that man. Yeah. I I anticipate the slavery tag and then uh Damn. That's what I anticipate. Another tag. Is that the franchise? Okay. Shit got sure falling. <laughs> man, but what if Andy Dalton comes out balling, man? I mean, you know, you got all the playmakers around him. Right. There's an opportunity because Dalton Dalton isn't a bad quarterback, that's the thing. But 
He's not dynamic like Dak. He's not going to make a difference. He's not even going to win you games like Dak will because their defense has been playing like shit. So, like, yeah, sometimes you find some energy once something bad happens and everybody just starts playing harder. But Dak is the reason they're even in these games because if you look up his numbers and his stats this year, there's no reason why they should be losing games. That's true, man. He's throwing over 400 yards. Damn near every game he even hit the 500-yard mark. Yeah, Um, bro. These games are on the defense, man. Your offense putting up 40 points, 30 points. No, that's on the defense, so. All right, man, let's keep pushing. What else you got for injuries? Uh, Mr. Dalvin Cook, man, he left out with a growing situation. It's always something lower with Dalvin. And um, you just got to monitor that, man, because he's a banged-up kind of guy, and they do have a talented backup. So, you know, I don't think it's nothing super serious, but if he misses a couple weeks, you got to watch out for that. Um, That's why it's always good to have some Alexander Madison. So, yeah, that's fire. Kyle Allen, I don't think anybody really cared to have him and play him. I just wanted to speak that because he got banged up with an arm injury and came in Alex Smith. Yeah, This is the guy I wanted to talk about, man. I think he he basically suffered a life-threatening leg injury, and I was nervous from the first snap until the game was over because I, I, I don't know, man. I, I still feel like he shouldn't be playing, not telling the man what he should do. But with that injury issue, man, that's just that's just creepy, bro. Yeah. How do y'all feel about that? It's, it's a big deal because they had to consider amputating his leg. So that's how serious the injury was. And when he stepped into the game, this was the first time he's taken contact since that last football game. Ooh. So even this offseason, you know, Alex Smith took zero contact. So imagine, you know, you're stepping into this game and you got Aaron Donald lined up on the other side. of You, you know they're coming after you. Like, you on the field, you're fair game, but... Um, luckily, Alex Smith held up, so barely looked like his body's, you know, it can handle the contact as of right now. So I saw a video of one of the big three hundred pounders on his back. Yeah, <laughs> they said that that leg got a real good test. Yeah, and they was talking about it on the sideline too. The D line yeah. for the Rams was talking about it. He was like, "That leg is strong. It's strong." <laughs> There's a clip of Aaron Donald in the, in the squad. So. Ooh. And uh, so that's that. Shout out to Alex Smith. And I got three guys to just touch on. Pause. Not going to make it long because these guys have had the same injuries basically for their whole careers by now. So Sammy with the hamstring, A.J. Green hamstring, and Tyler Eifer with the neck. He's always had neck and back issues, man. So, you know, just just getting those out the way, man. Just those are guys that you, they're, they're past their primes. If you, if you was not in flip mode for them year two ago, then you can't do nothing with them now. So. Yeah, one more injury, too. Did you talk Keenan Allen? I know he left the game Monday night with the back spasm, I guess. But. Yeah, he said he had a back spasm, but uh, I, I pretty much, they pretty much said he should be ready for next game, though, because yeah. I think they got a week off. Yeah, they lucked up because uh, they had to shuffle up their schedule. So yep. they so. originally had a later bye week, I think like week 10, but now it's this week. So, yeah, they lucked up based on that. So Yeah, I don't know. I read the signs that said he should be able to play, so I didn't want to speak on him. Gotcha. I didn't want to bring that bad energy his way. Gotcha. My bad, my bad. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, you got any flags this week? Yeah, let's get into the flags. Do I? I was going to flag Michael Thomas. I mean, he deserved it, bro. Talk your shit. I mean, you know, this is a guy, you know, they paid you the big money. Now you got to start acting like a leader, man. So, you know, you can't be a leader and a diva. I mean, to me, you got to you gotta pick, pick one side of the fence. So, um, really, man, you're letting your team down. I mean, they barely pulled off that win. Um, clearly, they need you on the field, but, you know. His team? You worried about his team? He's letting my fantasy team down. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Letting yeah. my fantasy team down. I don't care about the Saints. But my fantasy, that hurts, man. It, it hurts do. my soul. It do. Like, you know, we, we can take when guys are out because of injuries and personal yeah. issues because life happens, <laughs> injuries happen. But when you just being a diva and, you know, get into, of course, fights happen all the time. But clearly it went overboard for them to have to sit you down for a week right and they talked about it the nfl nfl teams don't talk about what happened behind closed doors yeah man but uh the comments on twitter had me rolling bro they was calling him slant boy and slant guard mike that shit was hilarious bro so that shit's funny man but uh again michael <laughs> thomas you know if you want to be an elite elite guy in the nfl and mr 99 madden club they paid you all this money you know it's, it's time to be a leader man so step up and lead that's that i want to flag one more time man you do right by your people, man, and just that mentality, you got to snap out of it. Give that man everything he owe. 
flag Jerry Jones, bruh. Cause now look, you see what happens. I can see if he went out there. Maybe you look like you make sense if he goes out there and have a bad season. Y'all don't go nowhere. But this man's been balling on a historical pace. And he goes out there and have this kind of fucking injury under your watch. Not paid. I mean, I feel you. But I got to throw a flag also. What I believe is going to offset your flag. Because the NFL, PA, the Players Association, should have never agreed to a franchise tag. They need to get that out of here. That should never even be an option. He should have been able to get paid with another team. That's a big mistake, man. True that. Big mistake. Yeah, I know there's a lot that go into the franchise tag. Like it's it's a strategy play too for teams, meaning if they need another year to let some other contracts roll out. You know what I mean? So it's, it's they a, bad. They bad. Let that man go. It's a it's it's a strategy play too within organizations that actually use it in that sense. So, but I got you. All right. Any other flags? Nah, I think we we had all that shit out, bro. All right, yeah, bro. Felt good to get that out. Been holding that in. So before we get to this main topic, man, where can I follow you at, Dot? Hey, man, follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter. And make sure you follow the main Instagram page at Dynasty Bros FF. Hey, let us show you how to dominate your league, Dynasty Bro style. All right, my co-bro, where can I follow you at, my guy? You can follow me at Cheap Sosa FF, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. So we'll be showing the Brodies of the Week, showing a big plays. You can catch it, you know, basically on film there. You want to see these jokes come to life. Play this episode on video. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube. Subscribe to the uh, podcast, Dynasty Bros FF. And join the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. Avo camera look way better than ours. Hey, man, I'm out here just trying to shine, G. Hey, bro, where can they follow you at, DJ Avo? You can follow me at DJ Avo Love on the Instagram. That's at DJ Avo LXVE. And on the Twitter, you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo. Yeah, let's go. I'm I'm working on my tweet skills. But I be on the gram a little bit. You know, I, mean, I like your pictures. You feel me? I like your pictures and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's just another stiff arm. That's the old stiff that's arm. That's the old one, bro. bro it's, it's crazy every time you see it. Yeah, my eyes going to be fucked because I'm like looking at TV with, through the, the ring light. ring light, yeah, bro. It's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. a stupid look, bro. My bad, bro. No, it's cool. It's cool. We're not used to this Tuesday night shit, so. It's, it's kind of fire, it's though, dope, bro. Man. It's dope, man. I but hate, I hate COVID, but this year, man, I've gotten a lot of see of cool things that I could only see because of, of what's going on. I don't think I would be mad at a Tuesday night game. Me neither, but there's also no Thursday night game on now, so nah, I wouldn't mind a Tuesday and a Thursday. It's 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 overwhelming trying to watch all of them at once. Start spreading them out. Yeah. Anyway, let's get over that. All right, so look, we're going to jump into the rookie landscape, man. Like I said, we want to touch on the quarterback, running back, receiver, and just Figure out, you know, what would have happened if we can do the redraft this, like, right now at this point into the season because certain guys been balling, certain guys been injured, certain guys ain't got to live up to their potential yet, man. So, um, we're going to just talk about that and discuss it from our point of views, man, and see how we both feel about that shit. So, let's start at the top, man. We got to go with the QB because, you know, the top six picks involved all three of these guys. So, we're going to talk Mr. Joe Burrow. Mr. Tua Tagovailoa. Good job, bro. And Mr. Justin Herbert. So, um, perspective, man. Tell me um, right now if you could pick, and then we'll go into details of why and how you feel that way, but how do you feel if you had to do a redraft between these three guys? Who are you taking? In Dynasty. So, In uh, Dynasty. Let me, let me start by saying here's, you know, coming into the draft, you know, just going off pure talent. I had Tua first, then I had Burrow, then I had Herbert, um, and I and I still stand on that. So uh, I'm just you know going with as far as like all the homework I did and the talent and just from what I've seen. Um, so of course you know fast forward seasons here, Joe Burrow started out playing from week one. Of course we you know we already knew that was coming. Um, go down to Miami, you got you know Tua sitting behind the Fitz Magic. Um, you know, he's been magic too. Yeah, he's been balling. He just shredded the fucking 49ers, right? So yeah. So I mean, that's just what he does. He can really any defense. He can go out there and do that any week. It don't it don't matter. Um, and then of course uh, Justin Herbert, he was forced in to start, given a tie rod situation. Um, but we we figured that was going to come sooner than later. I didn't expect it to come this early. I was thinking like a week eight, week nine, but they made the pivot um, due to unfortunate circumstances with the team doctor and a tie rod situation. And Justin Herbert's balling, man. We saw what he did last night on Monday night and even before that. So, uh, yeah. So, let's let's just start there. So, again, I had Tua, 
Burrow and Herbert, and I'm still standing on that, still standing by that. So what about what about you, man? Walk me through where you're at. You know, I feel the same way, bro. I, I was always Tua, and um, I like Burrow. I was always shaky because, you know, I, I didn't want that his senior year of college to be fluky. Everything just went perfect for them, that whole offense. But uh, I guess it was them, bro, because LSU getting their ass whooped now. So, you know, I got to salute them. In the position they were in last year, they capitalized. They all came together. They made that perfect season happen, and it was really them. But I still take Tua first, and then I do take Burrow, and then I do take Herbert. But my thing is now at this point, I would love to have all three of them, man. I think they're all super talented. Yeah. I actually think Tua and Herbert have the best situation going on but uh, because they actually have a defense to support them too. Miami defense is good, bro. I don't, everybody made fun of them last year moving shit around, but they're good. And uh, the Chargers have a good defense, too. They both have decent offensive weapons. I mean, all three of them have decent offense, off, decent offensive weapons, but uh, uh, Cincinnati just lacks the defensive side like the other two guys. So, But I would love to have all three, man. I wouldn't be mad, man. It's not like I just prefer two of some big, stupid, crazy now compared to Herbert, so... Yeah, they all look fire. They all are going to be fire. I agree, and I do want to call out. I mean, a lot of people was fading Justin Herbert in the you know rookie drafts. Um, in the off season, this is a guy that fell to the second round, sometimes even in the third round. So, um, I know we uh, coach him a league, and we had the one on nine man, and we was looking at rugs and Herbert. I, I know we needed a QB. We went with rugs, but uh, yeah, man. <laughs> We ended up getting Herbert, though, with the second-round pick. Nah, we ended up getting Jordan Love. Late, 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 late. Nah, nah, nah. We had Herbert, too, because we traded him. We traded him to my guy, Phil. We had Herbert. I'm talking about the uh, UDPL. I thought we were talking about the Empire League. Okay. So, it looks Damn, like we... bro. We in too many leagues together. Yeah, bro. That's well, at it. least we drafted Herbert in one of the spots. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Nah, but uh, going back to, you know, just the original positions, you got a lot of people... In the fantasy dynasty land that are pivoting off like Tua, pivoting off Burrow. Um, I think people are falling into the recency bias. Of course, Herbert's hot right now. Um, I think he's talented. I think the Chargers definitely have their franchise QB. Um, but again, I'm going back to trusting the talent, man. So uh, Tua, he's been doing it since day one. Of course, we don't know what he looks like yet in the NFL game script yet, but I'm still going to trust the talent. Um, of course, you know, you see some practice clips here and there. He's flashing. He's doing his thing. So it's just only a matter of time. Um, so I'm okay with being patient on the tour situation. Yeah. And with Burrow, you know, you also got people saying, well, he's in this tough division going up against the Ravens. Of course, the Ravens just handed it to him. And we still got to see him go up against the Steelers defense, which is going to be tough. But, uh, you know, hey, Joe Burrow's a franchise QB as well. So he's going to figure it out. They got to continue to build around him. They got to get that old line together. Um, like a motherfucker, The skill bro. pieces are there, so I'm not panicking on Burrow either. Um, of course, Herbert, they still got to put more pieces around him, too. Um, of course, they got Keenan Allen. Mike Williams, a yeah. dog, bro, yeah, when he's he healthy. Yeah, he was balling. He was balling. They got Hunter Henry and then Eckler. I, they, they all have at least two receivers and then a decent running back, you know, doing what they do out the backfield. Chargers still got to fix that old line, though. There's still they some do. work there. but uh, They do. I mean, but overall, man, you know, a lot of people are panicking and pivoting. I'm sticking to my guns. Again, for me, I'm being patient, you know, with Tua. So that, that's still my guy this year. Um, and in Dynasty in the long haul. Then I like Burrow. Then I like Herbert. But to your point, can't go wrong with either one. So All three of them, five. Team five. Anything else on the QB landscape? Nah, man, but shout out to Herbert, man. He deserved to have that win yesterday against the Saints. The kicker blew that for them. Yeah. So, yeah, shout out to that. That's all I wanted on that. All right, quick question. Do you think we're going to see a Tua this year at all? Uh, Probably not, man. I think they probably just let Fitz ride this shit out. Fit, well, Fitz, you know, every once in a while he gets these little banged up moments. So, uh I think besides injury, man, I think they're just going to let Fitz ride out and play, man. The, the team looks like they're having fun with him, man. And I say, ain't nothing wrong with that extra preparation. I don't think they have any, they don't have any pressure on Fitz, no pressure on Tua. They're just out there playing and having fun. So I think they're going to just let that, this whole situation this season figure itself out. Hey, Justin's out playing Burrow right now for sure, fantasy points-wise. So, And he's younger. He's like two years younger. All right, so do you think Justin finishes as, you know, 
top scorer at the QB position as far as rookies? Or do you think Joey's going to catch him? Uh, I don't know, man, because you think when you're getting your ass whooped, you would have to throw the ball. Yeah. And he did not look good trying to play comeback, bro. Yeah, and Herbert looks like he can compete compete in big games, bro. He was going against he don't win against Tom Brady already, and he don't win against Drew Brees, bro. That's prime a lot time. on a rookie. Yeah, prime time, both of them. Yeah, Justin gives no fucks out there. He's playing with confidence. That's what you love to see, man. And the Chargers are setting him up to be successful too, man. Like that's the thing when you when you draft a QB, you know you you put them in position to be successful by implementing what they're familiar with coming from college. Don't just have them come in and conform to your system that's not working, but you drafted this QB, now you got a bust. So a lot of coaches are starting to, you know, basically coach to the player's strengths and let them, let them do their thing. So Figuring that shit out. Yeah. All right, bro, let's pivot, man. That's enough on the QB. So uh, let's talk about these running backs, man. So walk me through who are your top guys coming into, you know, the NFL draft and where you stand now. So. Well, you know me, going into the draft, it was, you know, all about Jonathan Taylor. It was all about Swift. And then we seen uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire get taken in the first round by Kansas City. So, shit went crazy. And then we see J.K. Dobbins go to Baltimore. And it's like, damn, he was already up there, too. This is more even enticing. And then there's one guy that we have to float out there that was probably on nobody's radar. And that's Mr. James Robinson, man. Um, running Rookie running back for the Jaguars, who has been a... Probably if you look up points, he's probably a top 10 running back this year on the season still. Yeah. So, uh, you know, nobody expected that uh, out of him either. So uh, let's just talk that out, man, because there's guys that are starting. There's guys that done got walked into the starting job because of injury situations. And then you got guys that are in weird spots, yeah. like playing next to veterans. And it's just weird, man. So I don't know where to start, man. Just start with your top guy and then – I'll talk my top guy if we don't see eye to eye. Yeah, offseason, going into the NFL draft, I had Taylor, then Swift, um, then Dobbins, then um, Akers. So, you know, can't forget about Cam Akers. True that, true that. And then, like you said, off the radar, you know, James Robinson uh, came out of nowhere. But, uh, you know, let's fast forward to what we're seeing today. Um, Of course, like you said, you know, NFL draft, landing spot, you know, that changes everything. So if you got the guy that's going to go to the Kansas City Chiefs that just won the championship, Andy Reid offense, basically seven to the number one offense in the NFL, yeah, that's going to slide Clyde up. So Clyde, you know, um, off landing spot, he had a great week one, and then he's kind of come back down since then. You know, he's just basically well, – he's been a flex play basically at best um, over the recent weeks. But um, I still love the landing spot. Um, a lot of people are trying to move off the Clyde situation right now. That's the thing, man. These rookies, people got to be patient, especially in Dynasty, but a lot of people are already trying to move off the Clyde situation. You got to remember they're a rookie, man. We get spoiled sometimes from year to year seeing what certain rookies do. And we just expect every fucking rookie to come out and do the same thing that was just done. We can't be like that. We can't expect the rookie receivers this year to be DK from last year, to be Terry from last year. It doesn't work like that. Everybody got to have their own journey. You know, I, I don't I don't really think, you know, Judy's going to be do what A.J. Brown did at the end of the season. But, you know, everybody has their own path. They're all going to be great. Just quit being so spoiled with these guys. That was a nice transition, DJ Avo. I got to shout my guy out, man. DJ Avo be working over here. But uh, let's let's uh, let's play with the Jonathan Taylor, man. Of course, that's, that was number one back for me. Um, he stepped into the starting role with the Marlon Mack injury. You know, he's had some up and down, man, um, you know, throughout the season. Um, you know, he's he's not having that monster season that we would expect. A lot of people are expecting, but I'm okay, I'm, you know, with being patient. He's in a great uh, offensive system as far as with the O-line situation. There's some question marks with the quarterback play, but, uh, you know, Jonathan Taylor, he's doing his thing, man. He flashes. Of course, he's missing some reads here and there, but, again, this is his first year, man. So, um, you know, this isn't Wisconsin when you can just break to the outside and you're gone. Like, you know, you actually got to read the holes, read the lane. So maybe there's some adapting there, but – I still like the upside with Jonathan Taylor, especially running behind Big Q and company. Yeah, I respect that. Jonathan Taylor was my number two running back before the draft started. I was all about Swift. Um, but that, but both of those guys look like studs. And then, you know, like you said, J.K. was a stud. Akers, I thought, was a stud. All these guys have great potential. Just, you know, it's all about how, how they're going to be utilizing their franchises, man, and who can get the trust of the coaches to be just the number one guy. So, uh 
seeing how everything done played out so far, five weeks in, man. Um, just give me who you think your top guys are right now in their system and in their situation, man. Like, who do you think is is in the best position to be the top guy right now? Clyde. I mean, you know, he's in a perfect system, perfect offense. You got Tyreek, you got Kelsey around him, you got Pat Mahomes. You know, whether he's, you know, whether Clyde's going to run the ball or catch a lot of these passes out of the backfield. Um, of course, we already know they like to run a lot of screens, so I still think Clyde's in the best, best landing spot. Um, followed by that, Jonathan Taylor. Um, you know, of course, Marlon Mack. You know, this is a contract year for him. I don't, at least for me, I don't think they're going to bring him back. Um, so I think this backfield is going to be Taylor's going forward, um, even after this season. So I like that situation. And then I'm going, I got to go with, uh, of course, Dobbins, number three. Of course, because, you know, of course, you got Mark Ingram that's still there. He's the veteran. And Gus. Yeah, and Gus. And Gus is actually looking like the best runner right now. He is, bro. In, in that system. But uh, who knows what they do, you know, with, with, with that. So as far as with maybe they move on from Mark and then it's the Gus and Dobbins show for the next couple seasons. But I, I do want to hit on the unforgotten guy, which is DeAndre Swift. You know, I'm just trusting the talent, man. Like going back to the combine. You know, Swift was like one of the names like that you heard is like number one or number two easily. So he's just a forgotten guy right now. Of course, he's getting a lot of pass catching work out of that Lions backfield. They got old ass Adrian Peterson. I know. He got to retire someday. And then you got carry on, man. I mean, he's still he's not really getting involved. Yeah, man. So, I, I, you know, to me, this offense needs to start transitioning, pivoting to Swift. Uh, they might as well see what they got in them. That way they need to know, you know, if they need to take another running back True this, that. Uh, next time in draft. So why not True that. Um, start leveraging Swift in the run game a little bit more, just see what you got. Yeah, I uh, I actually agree with you, man, as far as opportunity, man. I think Clyde being tied to that offense, being taken in the first round, they can have him for an extra year. Uh, and then Taylor being in a run-first offense, man, I, right now we just got to get past this Phillip Rivers experience. Yeah, I true. think that offense would be way more efficient, be able to go back to just running the ball and, you know, killing it like that. And I know you like J.K. Third. I still like Swift, man, only because I do think Adrian Peterson is going to move on after this year. And I don't think they're going to take the time to bring in another back. I think Carrion's going to stick to being the backup. And Swift was starting to turn up. And he's getting that pass catching work uh, unlike the other guys. So I know he got that spot locked up. And then the only reason J.K. is for because I think I like his offense better than Swift's is because I, like you said, I do think Gus is, Gus is talented, bro. He, he looks is. good. They, they can't take him off the field because he looks good. So even if they move on, man, I think it's, like you said, it's going to have to be the Gus and JK show going forward no matter what. And the other forgotten guy, Cam Makers, he's forgotten right now because basically Sean McVay said he wants to run a balanced offense even in his backfield so everybody's getting opportunity. You've seen Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown split when um when uh, uh Akers did miss a week, but then Akers bounced back this week, jumped right back in the mix. And I don't really want a backfield from a guy who pretty pretty much knows what he wants and said he's gonna play three guys. I don't really want that. But I I still will take all of these guys over James Robinson. The only reason I say that is I do like his situation. I actually do think he looks good. I do think he's getting force-fed, man. So I think the production is more force-fed than just super talent. And they are in position to where, you know, they could do whatever they want next year. They could mess around and, you know, get a quarterback in the first round and then take a running back in the second round, man. And just I would hate for, you know, him to have no draft capital. And then this team rolls into next year with a bunch of high picks for him to get replaced, man. So he's he's a touchy guy to keep, man, honestly. My opinion. All right. So as far as dynasty, who's a back that you would probably flip in this situation, and who's a back you're trying to go buy low? Ah, oh, shit. And I can answer if you need me to, because I just kind of sprung out on you. But uh, you need a minute, or you want me to go? I mean, you can go first. I, right. I got my answers, but you can go first. All right. My buy low and all this, I would go buy low on DeAndre Swift. Um, you know, this is again, everyone's all up on the Clyde and Taylor and. You know, of course, the James Robinson show, which came out of nowhere. So I would go by low on Swift. Just going back to, again, trusting the talent, trusting the tape that we were all raving raving over, you know, back in the offseason. So uh, I would buy low on him. And then the guy I'm trying to move, like move on from or flip to Cam Akers uh, for right now. That's probably my flip right now. 
Um, like you said, too many backs involved. I did not expect Darrell Henderson to be flashing and doing his thing, but he's he's flourishing right now. I don't know if he's just streaking or if that's actually him coming into his sophomore year. Um, but it's just too many question marks right there. And and there's a lot of play action going on out there. So they want to throw the ball too, man. But uh, it's just a lot, man. So that's probably the perfect flip, um, the Cam makers. Man, my buy is the same as yours, Swift, because, you know, going into the season, I spoke it. I thought he was the most talented back. So the, the you can probably get him so cheap right now because everybody's so pissed off that they brought in Peterson. He's not really producing like that right now, Swift is. So he's probably a cheap guy you can get. And actually, man, I would start exploring. I know you probably could have got way more at the start of the season, but I'm still interested in exploring flipping CEH, man. Because if you can go get one of these every week backs that don't have to worry about, you know, the offense being spread around and, you know, who knows when the touchdown work is coming. I think Clyde will start scoring, but they're creative enough to where they don't just force it to their starting running back no matter what. So um, if you could – even if you don't get to, that doesn't sound like a flip, but even if you could just add some pieces to him and, you know, go get one of them for, I don't know, I still like Barkley. I still like, you know, uh, Christian. I mean, if you could just, you know, secure a running back that's a stud for three years, you know, I like to live by three-year uh, increments in fantasy. So those guys are the for sure studs. They get all the work in, the, in their backfield. So something like that, man, that I would still just try to flirt and see how much you can get for Clyde, bro. Yeah, and remember to have some foresight. I mean, with Dynasty, you know, I'll try to keep a lens of looking down stream two to three years, like, you know, just envisioning Swift owning that Detroit Lion backfield and envisioning, you know, Dobbins owning that Ravens backfield. So even if it means you got to be patient this year and maybe even some of next year, I'm okay with that. Um, you just got to invest in the future. That's why we play Dynasty. True that. True All right, that. man. So uh, let's uh, get into these wide receivers. Man, it's a bunch of them. It's a bunch of them. So uh, I wrote a list of the guys because I didn't want to miss out on any of them. So here we go. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. CeeDee Lamb, Judy, Ruggs, Jefferson, Ayuk, Pittman, Higgins, Chenault. Did I miss out on anybody? That's a good bunch. I know everyone's like, Chase. You left Chase Claypool off. But Chase. We're, we're, we, we can talk Chase. Bro. Okay, bro. that's fine. Originally, yeah. we was going with the top guys going back to the draft and just peeking at, you know, how they've been performing so far. But uh, let's start with who did you have, you know, as your number one, number two. So just give me like your top three. Or top All right, four, so my top one. going into the draft where Judy was my number one, CD was my number two, and then I – Damn, and I didn't say Rieger either. Yeah. Because I really liked some Rieger, man. So uh, I think that probably would have been my top three going into the draft. What about you, bro? CD, um, number one for me. Um, then Judy, number two. And then number three, Justin Jefferson. I know you like some Jefferson, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, that monster season, like, what, 18-plus touchdowns? Yeah, bro. It's crazy, man. Like, But let's talk about what's transpired. So let's fast forward. We didn't expect Ruggs to be the first wide receiver off the board. Nope. But he was, um, you know, of course, you know, he's been in and out the lineups, but hey, he finally flashed on on Sunday against the, who they play, the Chiefs? The Chiefs, they, yeah, they beat right. the Chiefs' ass, bro. That's right, yeah, they knocked the Chiefs off, man. <laughs> so we saw Ruggs go downfield. We see Ruggs, you know, hey, he, he, he'll go up and jump and, and high point the ball. Uh, so you definitely love to see that. How do you feel about him, man? Is, is, is Ruggs, do you think he has the potential to be like a boomer bust or – you think he's going to get his targets? What do you think? I definitely think he's boom or bust right now because they don't know how they want to play him. You heard all the talks during the offseason about, yeah, we want to get him in the slot, move him around, do this and that with him. And he goes out there and shows his big play potential, and you only give him three targets. You feel me? Yeah. Like, you have to use somebody that explosive. Like, find ways to get him the ball. One of the fastest guys in the league. So work that out, man. Be creative. You're – you know, if you're going to take a guy that has all that that comes with him, then you you have to know what you're working with and be able to work that guy in like that, man. If not, you shouldn't have took him. Go get you a, a basic standard receiver and just let him run random routes. That's all you do. Yeah, and keep in mind he's coming off injury too, so maybe they wanted to ease him back in. And, you know, Coach Speak from Gruden, you know, they, he basically said they didn't bring him in for him just to run hitches. So it's not like they wanted to stretch the field and – um, I think over time they'll figure out how they want to utilize them. So maybe they're just still figuring out how 
he's going to be part of that offense. But clearly, he's an explosive wide receiver. He's a playmaker. You know, he, he kind of reminded me of Tyreek when he went up and, you know, high-pointed the yeah, ball. Yeah, that was, that was beautiful. Like, you love to see your, you know, smaller wide receivers play big. So, um, he has that in him. So, it's very promising. Um, so, yeah, um, I got some rugs. I'm actually uh, holding on to him for right now. Um, I just want to see, you know, how he plays. So, if he gets some consistent volume going, hey, I'll hold him. But if he gets kind of, you know, spotty and, you know, if he hits paths or streaks where he puts up big games and he has the seven-point games, I'm looking to move him. So, But right now, I'm going to be patient just because I got to see how the Vegas Raiders wants to utilize him. All right, out of this list I gave you, who is let's let's just take Pittman out because I actually think Pittman was looking good before he had the unexpected leg injury surgery. So um, let's remove Pittman. Can I call something out with Pittman though? Yeah, you can. He was leading all the wide receivers in snap count, so uh, he was staying on the field, and that attests to his ability to block. And you know he can catch the ball too. So uh, when he comes back, just be you know on the lookout for that his snap count percentage. Yeah. Okay. So I'm removing him just because. He had to not play for a while. Yeah. Who is your biggest disappointment out of these guys? Because, the, man, I'll take that back. None of these guys are disappointing, to be honest, man. All these guys are showing some form of involvement, bro. How about biggest surprise, then? All right, let, yeah, let's just do biggest surprise because, you know, I don't think none of these guys are disappointing. I don't want to throw that on them. All right, my biggest surprise out of all this is uh, LaVisca Chenault. Um, I'll be honest, that was a guy I faded in rookie drafts. I just... I don't know. I, I, for one, I didn't like the landing spot. I just didn't know how Jacksonville was going to be utilizing him. But clearly, he's a playmaker. They got him in the backfield running Wildcat. We saw him do that in Colorado. Um, you know, he's he's basically looking like their number two wide receiver. He has moments where he looks like their number one, especially when Shark was out. But he moves the ball downfield, man. So he's an explosive player. He's, he stayed healthy. He's healthy right now. Um, that was one of the concerns for me. But Hey, I missed out. So um, I'm just going to admit that I missed out. Um, Visca's balling, man. Um, I think my biggest surprise right now is T. Higgins going into the season. We knew he was a baller, but they had A.J. Green already. They had Tyler Boyd already. And John Ross, when healthy, isn't a bad receiver. He's a speedster. It was like, all right, cool. And they had Auden Tate, who actually looks like he can play when he gets his opportunity. But uh, nobody just expected Higgins to already work himself into a role, beat out John Ross to be the number three. And I think we're about to run into one of those I don't want to bench you situations so, you know, fake hurt so I can play my guy. Talk yeah. about A.J. Green, yeah. bro. He's basically taking A.J.'s spot too, man. And, you know, why not? You got a rookie QB out there. Why not get that rapport and chemistry going with the young wide receiver you took at the top of the second round? So, to me, it makes sense. Even if they're, you know, being nice about how they want to uh, phase AJ out, <laughs> but like I said, I even said in the offseason they should have flipped him while the name was still hot. I mean, he's coming back healthy apparently from the offseason. That was the time to move him. They missed their window. Now they might not even get nothing from him. True, that's sad, bro. That's you know that's it's hard to invest in that. I mean, <laughs> only team I could possibly see maybe going to get AJ Green, maybe the Green Bay Packers, maybe. That would be nice, man. That would they're they're a contender. Yeah. Lazard was actually looking like a decent number two, but he started getting banged up. Why wouldn't you add an AJ Green next to Devontae, bro? That's that's the only landing spot I can see right now that makes sense. But uh, you know, at what price though? Like a fourth round, a fifth round? Yeah, you send some bullshit, bro. Yeah, man. Fifth so. round. Fifth round. Shit, Leonard Fournette couldn't get a sixth round. Okay. All right, man. So uh I like the call though on the uh, AJ Green or T. Higgins, my guy. Yeah, nobody expect him to actually. It's not because his talent, just nobody expect him to be playing already. Yeah, like you said, so, over I like Ross that. and um, A.J. Green. All right, so if you can round out, I know you already told me that it was C.D., Judy, Jefferson. Give me your next two top guys that you really like going forward outside of those three. Man, Ayuk, um, he, he, he looks good with the ball in his hands for that 49ers offense. Of course, now they got some question marks at the QB spot. Um, but he's a playmaker, man. Breaking news. Breaking news. Break it, break hey, it. sorry, sorry, sorry. Hey, Le'Veon Bell just currently got released by the Jets. They couldn't even, they couldn't even trade him. Nobody wanted him. He got to get out of side-eye side baby videos, bro. I think that's what it was, man. They saw, yeah. you know, you hurt, but you popping up in side-eye's video. It's partying, bro. Partying Party time. with no mask on. Damn, Josh. That was a bad throw. It's uh, Adam Gase next. Got to, gotta be, bro. Gotta yeah. be. I know they 
they gonna be mad. They gotta be mad that all of a sudden you just released this guy after you paid him. Yeah, but uh, Ayuk, um, that's the guy I like next. And then, man, I'm still a Pittman guy, man. I know he just went down, unfortunately, but uh, you know, it's promising. Again, if, if you can stay on the field and if you're leading all the wide receivers and snap counts as a rookie, and of course, you know, they had um, Paris Campbell go down, and of course, they still got two wide who's a veteran. Well, you got Zach Pascal too, man. He's a nice wide receiver, but you have Pittman leading. That's that, that's that's a promising sign. So I'm gonna go with those two guys. Yeah, man. I'm a. Uh, I know. I told you I like my Lim Judy, and I like my Rieger. I'm still gonna stick with that Rieger because he flashed before he went and got banged up again. But uh, I'm gonna just sneak in your Jefferson, and I'm gonna just ride out with Higgins, bro. I'm gonna give Higgins some love, bro. The big six four guy. I think they 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 got his role, man. They know what he wants. He's going to be the end zone guy, and you can see he got the potential to go do multiple touchdowns in a week. So um, I'm going to show some love to Higgins right now, man. I love him going forward. We love Joe Burrow and, and that offense. We got to love some T. Higgins. So, yeah. All right, bro. Let's talk about CeeDee Lamb, man. He's absolutely balling starting from day one. You know, he's, he's he got two touchdowns on the season, but he's been, you know, a target monster in that slot, making tough – Tough catches over the middle. Um, you know, he's he's out there balling, man. So this is what we expected. He's living up to the hype. He's living up, you know, to the challenge. Man, CD Lamb, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I just love what I'm seeing. So do you think he's going to be your rookie receiver MVP? Yes. Yes. I mean, he's in a perfect situation. Of course, they just lost Dak, but I think Andy Dalton still can maintain, you know, his production. Um, and, of course, he's surrounded by Mari Cooper and Michael Gallup. That just only opens up. The passing lanes for him, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a lot of guys to key in on. You got Zeke in the backfield. Of course, you know, they got Dalton Schultz at the tight end position. He's stepping up for the Andrew Blake drawing. Um, I, I still think he's in a great, 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 great situation. Um, they're going to continue to scheme CeeDee Lamb open over the middle. I like it. I like it. Well, I think my MVP is I'm going I'm to show some love to a guy that I just completely faded, bro, because I didn't like his offense that he went to. I'm showing some love to Justin Jefferson, bro. I am, bro. He looks good out there. And I didn't know Minnesota's defense was going to be that trash. They got to throw the ball, man. So he'll have big games, man. Big, big time totals, yardage. I'm excited about that. So shout out to Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I like what I'm seeing with Justin. And uh, we, let's talk about Jerry Judy, too, man. So, of course, the targets are there, man. The opportunities are there. Some drops. Um, we finally hit the end zone. I believe it was last week. Yeah. It was on Thursday night. Um, but uh, to me, that's a situation where they just need Cortland Sutton back on the field to help open things up for him. And also Noah Fant, who should be coming back here soon. Or at least Drew Locke, man. I yeah, think that he, too. He walked into playing with, I don't even remember the guy's name. Ripping. Rock, ripping. Yeah. yeah. They, need, I, they need their quarterback play, too. All right. So, yes. Um, but, you know, how about this? Let's just pivot to who's the guy you're going to go buy at the wide receiver position to who you're flipping. So, who you buying right now? Where you see the opportunity? I think the opportunity I, is with, if you got it. I, I got a buy, but I'm struggling with a sale. Okay. My buy is just Rieger right now, man. He's really the only one that's not being able to flash right now. Oh. I like capitalizing on injuries or Pittman. If people don't realize what Pittman was doing before this leg injury or leg surgery, then uh, those are two guys to go buy, man. They're down. Sometimes they're not paid attention to it all right now. But these other guys are currently flashing right now. So it's hard for me to go say bye when I can try to go get in on the low end. Janu just scored a touchdown. Shout out to Janu. Hey, I will say this. I got two buys. Um, my two buys. First, again, with my buys, I try not to bust down your depth and draft capital and team. So I'm going to start with Michael Pittman. Um, of course, Phillip Rivers is playing point guard right now. Basically, every wide receiver, every tight end gets about five targets, spreading the ball out. Um, but, again, I'm willing to be patient. Um, hopefully, we move on from that field situation. Get a young QB. Hey, Coach had a scout at Trey Lance's game that just went down a couple weeks ago. So, you know, hopefully we're looking at Trey Lance. If he falls to us, um, I would love that. And then also, uh, I think now is a good time to also go buy Jerry Judy for the people, you know, that are impatient. Yeah. Um, again, that's just going back to trusting the talent. Again, it was Judy Lamb, Judy Lamb, 1A, 1B. It don't matter. Just a preference play. Um, so I think similar to like what I said with Swift, uh, Jerry Judy, this is a perfect opportunity to buy low for the people that are impatient and, you know, they want some right now production given all these injuries. 
Yeah, and I ain't selling none of these guys, man. They're they're flashing early. Some of them are flashing in bad situations. Some of them are flat. I, I, I just want all of them. I'm not selling, man, none of them. I think they all have a promising future, man. They came in, and they're just taking advantage of the opportunity. So I always salute that shit. All right, let's talk about two guys that just popped up off the radar, meaning, you know, of course you heard the names, but they weren't getting as much hype because just, you know, we just saw the long wide receiver list. So let's talk about Chase Claypool and Gabriel Davis, man. So let's start with Chase, man. Call him Mapletron, um, huge wide receiver out of Notre Dame, he's from Canada. Just had the four touchdown game this week. Set the rookie record for the was that for the Steelers or for the NFL in general? I thought it was the NFL. I, I have to confirm that. Um, so if someone knows, let me know. But I know he broke a record this week with the four total yeah. touchdowns, three in the air, one on the ground. Man, do you think the Steelers are gonna like trade Juju or? What do you think, man? Like, I don't know, man. You got I, I, can't de- I can't decide what the fuck is up right there, bro, with Juju. Yeah, you got Juju. You got Deontay. Of course, you still got James Washington. Now you got Chase. Like, who's the number one in that offense? Who's the number two? Or who should be involved? So how about this? Do you think they should at least keep Chase involved every week? Because, of course, he stepped yeah. in once Deontay went down. Yeah, I think, they, I think they can support three receivers. Big Ben can support three receivers. I've seen him do it. It's usually, you got to think. Back to when he had Juju, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon getting 100 targets. That's that's three receivers getting 100 targets, bro. So James is just now, James Conner isn't Le'Veon. So you don't have to support those targets with James Conner if you don't want to. You can support that amongst three receivers. And he always used to give a whole lot of tight end love. And, you know, Ebron's not getting what that is, what, what he's used to giving to the tight end. So I think he can go out there and support three receivers heavy. Just, you know, one of them have big games, the other one have bigger games. It's just like, but all three can be supported, to be honest. That's just my opinion. All right, so I do want to mention, I remember we did a rookie mock draft a while back, and at the 204, I know some head scratchings when I did this, but I took Chase Claypool at the 204, and I even said, this is one of those, you know, go get your guys. Sometimes you got to go get your guys, and, you know, even if it means going out on a limb, that may have been a reach. Bless you, Bless you, little fella. But uh, at the end of the day, um, remember Damn. I sh- showed you all the, yeah, Alabama and Georgia. But uh, remember uh, I showed you all the metrics, the combine stats. Yeah. Like, you know, he, it, it was just crazy, crazy metrics. Nothing, nothing. All right, and, all right, Cam. And I love the landing spot, man. Like the Pittsburgh Steelers are known for developing wide receivers. So, of course, he's bringing a lot of that, you know, raw talent, raw prospect there. But. You know, they, they're good at developing their wide receivers. So, just based on that, man, I had to get my guy. Um, so, yeah. I fuck with it, bro. I like that shit. All right. Um, let's talk about Gabriel Davis. Man, wide receiver um, for the Buffalo Bills. This is a situation where Josh Allen's just throwing the ball. Like, of course, yeah. you know, previous years he was running a little bit more, but he's standing in the pocket more. He's turning into a franchise QB, which you already knew that was the intention. But he's throwing over 35 passes a game, 40 passes. So there's enough targets to go around, man. And, of course, they brought in Stephon Diggs. They got Cole Beasley, John Brown. But there's enough targets for Gabriel Davis, man. So what's your thoughts on Gabriel? Um, I like him. But, like, I do think it's a bunch of targets uh, and a bunch of guys that are going to have to get the target. So as much as I like him, you know, I think Diggs is going to demand everything he deserves. When John Brown is healthy, man, they've had a rapport for over a year now, him and Josh Allen. And, uh, you know, I just think it's a case where, you know, um, Gabriel Davis is just picking up the back end because Josh Allen's actually throwing it more and he's being a little bit more efficient. So I think all of them are going to be okay. All four of the receivers are going to be okay as long as we just understand Stephon's the number one solid and everybody else has a role there. And, you know, I wouldn't expect Davis to be putting up stupid numbers, but he'll have his games because the offense is efficient. The offense is good now. Josh Allen can throw the damn ball. And Josh likes him in the red zone. I mean, he's literally one of their bigger wide receivers at 6'3". So, clearly, he's a bigger target when compared to Diggs. You know, he's, what, like six foot, six one, yep. And also, Cole Beasley and John Brown on a smaller end under six foot. So, um, yeah, they don't really have a tight end presence. Of course, that you know, you, you'll see a Dawson Knox, and then you'll see – Who's your other tight end? I gotta, I gotta look this one up. Actually, Tyler Croft. That's right. So, but yeah, you'll see those guys. You know, split touchdown catches here and there. But for the most part, there's really no true tight end presence. So, a lot of opportunity there for Gabriel. Fire. All right, man. Anything else in this rookie landscape? Nah, that's really it, bro. 
That's really it, my guy. Hey, so it just goes to show, like, you definitely want to do your homework, especially in these rookie drafts, because, like, we had guys like Chase Chase Claypool <laughs> pop up, James Robinson, Gabriel Davis. Like, it goes beyond the first and second <laughs> round. So <laughs> when I see these trades go go down and they throwing away future seconds and thirds and fourths and – Man, I got a lot of second round picks and I see value in that. Like I can literally look for 24 players that I could target with these picks. Like, don't throw away your rookie picks. They're valuable. Well, I could tell you where some of these second round where some of these guys will in the second round. If you got them with a bunch of second round picks, you're happy. There's a bunch of them. Even guys that we're talking about right now are going in the second round. So yeah. That's how that shit work. All right, man. We got a scout report or we getting to the closing. All right. Anything else before we pivot? Nah, bro. We had a good episode, man. I wish we had some rookie tight ends to talk about, man. But none are really flourishing, bro. Yeah. I mean, Harrison Bryant is getting some play in Cleveland. But uh, Hooper actually just finally had a good game this past week. Yeah. But uh, Harrison was getting some play. Um, Cole Komet still getting outplayed by Jimmy fucking Graham. Yeah. That's trash, bro. He's going to be fine, though. I know, but why would you take him that fast? I mean, er, that early of an investment and then go pick up Jimmy Graham and just play Jimmy. Yeah, and then you got Adam Trotman still sitting behind Jared Cook. But Cook's balling, too, man. He's doing his thing. So I look at it like this, man. Like, I would try to go get those guys because they're learning behind some great tight ends. Um, So, yeah, I think it's an opportunity to go buy low if you need some tight end help or if you want, you know, as far as stashing. So, of course, you got to be patient. I just tried to go get Devin Asiasi. It didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, yeah, that's the rookie landscape, man. And, honestly, man, I'm proud of these guys because this is one of those rookie classes that everybody was excited about and everybody's showing favor and some promise. So, shout out to the rookies, man. Yep. And I just want everybody to remember, be patient with these rookies too, man. Like, you know, you don't always get an instant return. So, again, this isn't redraft. We're playing Dynasty. Try to keep a – Try to keep your lens downstream. So look at the upside and be patient. True that. True that. Yeah, what they said. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get into this uh, closing, man. So uh, what you want to walk us out with as far as leading people with something good to reflect on? All right. Uh, I'll go. I don't go mind going first. Go ahead. Hey, here's my closing. I feel like I've already preached this before, but I want to do it again. Um, be active. <laughs> be productive. You'd be surprised, like, how much shit you can get done if you just get off your ass and do it. Um, whether it be some business stuff, whether it just be around the house stuff, man. I got into a slump for a while where I was just, like, tired and I was lazy, and I was just wondering how the hell do I get out this funk? Maybe I kept blaming everything on my job. And I work so hard, I'm always tired. But now it was just a mental thing, bro. I was letting myself come home and just not be productive no more. So um, do something. I don't care. I don't care how small it is. I've been working on trying to cook every day now for myself and just cleaning. You'd be surprised how much cleaning you can do when you're trying to force yourself to clean around the house. And just being active, man, as much as I can, not sitting at home letting the TV get the best of me. So make sure you do something productive. Don't let TV and social media waste all your free time. You know, there's so much stuff to do and explore. So just make sure you're going out and you're doing it. Make the best use of your time. Yeah. All right. You want to go, DJ Ava? I'll knock it out the park real quick. That's what Um, she said. I just want to let y'all know, um, hey, man, COVID is real. It's still out here. So, like, I know, like, Indiana's, like, fully open. But as far as I can tell, every time I turn on the news, they keep saying these numbers are going up. That's just all. I just want to remind everybody that it is real. I just want to let y'all know. That's it. All right. Appreciate that good word. And mine's kind of piggyback off that. Um, You know, given it's fall and we're heading into winter, Back into flu season, of course, the pandemic never ended. Um, definitely uh, use this opportunity to knock out your doctor visits, dental, vision, all that good stuff, and also start stashing your toiletries and cold and flu medicine, all that good stuff. Because when you when you need it, if you do need it, it's going to suck when you need it and you don't got it. So I'd rather have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. So that's, that's my uh, takeaway. Start stashing your toiletries. Before it gets crazy again with these stores. Message. And uh, yeah, stay on top of your uh, 
self-care visit. Massive. So Massive. preventative Massive. care. We'll call it that. Preventative That's care visit. Right so. there. All right. With that being said, it's been another episode with the Dynasty Bros. What you laughing at? I'm about to try to send Vic a trade. <laughs> 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 I felt like he was looking at me like what is Alec over there doing? Then I couldn't stop smiling, bro. My bad. Hey, before we get out of here, where's Le'Veon Bell going to go? What's the oh, spot? man. Just pick man. one. Pick a spot. I'm going to throw something out there. You throw something out, bro. I'm trying Co- to think who has bad. Coats, man. I'm throwing it out there to the coats. Only, only, look, we pretty much, we off to a, hard, a hot start going with 4-1. Um, you know, of course, we lost Marlon Mack. I can see, I can see Le'Veon. Remember, look, a couple years ago they was talking about Le'Veon coming here before he went to the Jets. I wouldn't be surprised if he got here. Look, we got the cap space to bring him in. Why would you want somebody that's less talented than your guy to come here and then feel obligated to play him because you brought him here? Because he can look. If you got Jonathan Taylor missing holes right now, he got a chance to learn behind a veteran. Philip Rivers, you know, he's basically a wide receiver. Le'Veon out of the backfield, so. Le'Veon's not good. Have you been watching him? I'm just, I'm just calling it out. But I'm saying he's not good, so you're not really upgrading. You're speaking about Le'Veon from a couple years ago when we wanted him, and he looked good. He don't look good no more. Okay, that's that's my pitch. I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna ride it out, man. Hey, where you got? Le'Veon you didn't want going? Matt Ryan come here. I hope you don't want Le'Veon come here. Where you got Le'Veon going? Shit, someplace that needs a running back that ain't shit. The the Rams, shit, Atlanta Falcons, nigga. Ty Gurley don't look that good to me. No, he don't. Uh, I hope he don't. I hope he don't end up in Kansas City and fuck up my Clyde, bro. <laughs> Where you got Le'Veon going, Ava? Man, I was gonna throw out just a random team. Tampa Bay. Damn. All right, I'll go with a different team. He's going to the Chargers. <laughs> they, they don't have Eklund. Okay. New York for the year? The That's Giants? The Giants. the Giants? That's another one. We'll see. We'll see. Let us know where y'all think Le'Veon's going. I wouldn't mind him with the Colts. Maybe he needs to change the scenery. I just <laughs> I was that, mad huh? that we had Marlon Mack because I didn't think he looks better than Jonathan Taylor. I feel like it'll be the same situation. We'll see. We'll see. But with that being said, this has been another episode of the Dynasty Bros. Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah. thanks for checking us out. You can subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the streaming site wherever you listen, Dynasty Bros FF. You want to walk us out? Come on. Man, look, we gone. We out. Y'all stay good. Wear your mask. Use your hand sanitizer. Take showers. All that good stuff. We gone. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs>